0: Grace and Peace, you're listening to United We Pray. Taking racial struggles to the throne of grace, United We Pray is a ministry devoted to prayer about racial strife, especially between Christians. We want to help Christians think better about race in a way that is biblical and helpful, clear and hopeful. You can learn more about our work at uwepray.com. That's U-W-E-P-R-A-Y.com, where you can find articles, old episodes, and more. I'm Austin Suter. I'm one of the co-hosts here with isaac adams which is you know normal and boring but we are also joined today by a guest chandra white cummings is with us how are you doing chandra
1: i am doing better than i deserve austin thank you
0: (laughs) amen it's great to have you we're really excited to get your expertise even though we are talking about a uh, topic which is uh heavy so in light of that isaac would you uh open us in a in a word of scripture and prayer before we get started um
2: yeah i just think isaiah 10 is uh hor- horrifyingly uh sobering on this topic uh and tied to it so let me read just the first few verses what are those enacting crooked statutes and writing oppressive laws to keep the poor from getting a fair trial and to per- and to deprive the needy among my people of justice so that widows can bet be their spoil and they can plunder the fatherless. Let me pray for us. Uh, Father, we do pray that you would grant us wisdom and faith in this time to glorify you with our words. Uh, Father, we pray that we would better understand the horror of abortion. Lord, we do not want a seared conscience we pray that we would better understand the horror of racism and the connection between these two horrors. And Lord, we pray that we
0: would hope in the gospel in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thanks Isaac. And for listeners, this is part two of a conversation we'll link to part one in our show notes, but we did a very introductory podcast in which we just mentioned that because racism and abortion both exist in our society, we can expect that abortion would impact minority communities in ways uh, that doesn't impact white communities. And so with that sort of framework in mind, we wanted to bring on Chandra, who is uh, more of a a knowledgeable expert in this field and uh, get her thoughts as sort of a part two. So Chandra, if you would, can you just tell us about your work and your heart behind this issue?
1: Okay, so back in 2008, um, I took a position as um, a program manager for, what was back then called Dayton Right to Life, um, which was, as you can imagine, it's one of the uh, chapters of National Right to Life. And um, it was explained to me that I was being brought on to create and execute and then evaluate a program that would reach out to the Black community on the issue of abortion. So um, I was very glad for that position because I had been um, just praying and thinking and Um, really talking to God a lot and he was talking to me a lot about um, abortion before that. So I felt, you know, kind of prepared, but I really wasn't prepared um, in several ways. So as part of that um, position, I did a lot of work um, understanding the statistics. um, Well, such as they are, because uh, people who work with those stats a lot know that they've got a lot of inherent problems, but we just take what they give us. Um, So, you know, I got to understand the statistics and um, the disparity in the sense that, um, let's just use the current disparity even though I'm talking about back then. So, you know, currently the disparity in terms of um, abortions prevalence in the black community. And so right now I'm talking about just numbers, not rates or ratios, but those, those disparities track on both of those measurements. So if we just look at the sheer number of abortions in the Black community, we can see um, what we've gotten accustomed to seeing, um, which is that we, rep- we, Black Americans, represent roughly 13%. And by the way, that percentage has gone down over the years. Um, but right now, we're hovering at about 13% um, of the population. Well, I mean, the percentage of Black Americans in society has gone down.
2: Ah, ah, yes. Um, Not praise God. Thank yeah,
1: you. I wanted to clarify in case someone please. catches after. Like, wait, what?
2: <laughs> yeah, no, please, please, praise like God. Click. Oh, thank you. Yeah, right, um, right. Thank you. Uh,
1: so anyway, um right now we're hovering at about thirteen percent of the general population, um and that is the number that has gone down. Um, we are about thirty six percent. 36 to 37% of the number of abortions is what Black Americans account for. Wow. So right off the bat, we can see that that's that's a problem. Um, And interestingly enough, uh, Austin and Isaac, you would think that since um, even African American Christians have now come to the place where we're accustomed to discussing, um, reading about, talking about disparities in different areas of of society, uh, we would fold in the abortion discussion when we talk about that.
0: That gets to a dynamic I wanted to ask about, which we touched on very briefly in our last episode, which is there seem to be multiple camps of Christians. And you've got some Christians who are really fired up about the pro-life movement, and that's sort of their, their driving cause. And then you've got other Mm -hmm. Christians who seem to care a lot about racial justice. And -hmm. that's sort of the center of their their focus. And the two don't interact or cooperate very often. Has that been your observation as well? And why do you you think that is?
1: Um, That has absolutely been my observation. Um, What is happening is we have, uh, again, let's be truthful, we have mainly Caucasian um, Christians who are on the boat and in the camp with per life. We have mainly, it's getting better, uh, African American and other Christians of color who are, um, on online with racism and racially based issues of injustice. Think about how we talk about race and racism. We hardly ever mention that without using the word injustice. Conversely, we hardly ever use the word injustice when we talk about abortion, but this is what I want us to see a for a moment here is that in the kingdom of God, and that is the preeminent rule in the life of a Christian or should be in the kingdom of God, justice is justice. Justice and righteousness, God says, are the foundations of his throne, which means that they are the things upon which his rule and his reign are based. So we have on the one hand, and I'm trying to avoid using the terms right and left because we know that can be problematic. On the one hand, you have um, people who are right and they say, you know, all of this, uh, white supremacy and christian nationalism and all this hatred and it's wrong and it's unjust why because it does not acknowledge the um, imago de uh, you know uh, we always want to talk about that again we're right it doesn't acknowledge the fact that we're created in the image of god and therefore you know we are equal in his sight and therefore so now our argument builds it builds very nicely on the other hand You have um, pro-life people, people who are concerned about the sanctity of life, who say, yes, we are all created in the image of God. And therefore, um, it is wrong to take the life of um, an innocent person at the very earliest stages of their development. We do not see those two things as justice issues together. Black Americans, and this this is this is why it's so deadly, because we are victims of the biggest demonic okey-doke since the Garden of Eden. The devil, and the enemy of our souls, has convinced and persuaded us to to separate those two things, to keep the black folks on one side saying, you know what? (laughs) We will begin to, um, you know, talk about and advocate for and really get on board with the sanctity of life thing when you come on board with racism. White Christians stand on the other side and they say, "Mm, talk to us when you can understand and really get involved in a meaningful, substantive way in protecting the rights of unborn people. And now we have this very unholy detente that we have tacitly agreed to. And I believe that God is sitting there looking at us saying, what are you doing?
2: Amen. Amen. Um, So there are times, this happened earlier today, um, when I had some friends helping me with a writing project, and I had a friend send me something that was just so much better than anything I could Right, I think, and there are times I sit here, sit there, and I'm like, why, why am I trying? Like, why am I writing or why am I speaking? Like, this person is saying this so much better than me. Uh, So, uh, uh, this maybe is the first and last time I'll speak on this podcast. Cause Chandra, I'm just, I'm just listening. I'm just listening, amening, uh, nodding my head, but let me ask you a question. Um, just based on what you said, because I love what you're saying about the, the okie doke and just, yeah, the demonic okie doke and just this unholy detente. So I am going to go, I mean, we could press so much further on so many things you said we could double click on. Um, but, Um, because we still are going to pray at this and you've done good diagnostic work for us. What do we do about this detente? I mean, I don't want to just rush to this question. What do we do? But like you, and you've helped kind of talk about language as a key aspect of highlighting, okay, we talk about injustice over here, but not frame this as a justice issue over here. And there's obviously this divide. What are you trying to do in your work and what would you counsel others?
1: What I am trying to do in my work is, number one, um, call attention and raise the flag to the fact that we are um, wrongly separating those two issues and that they need to be put together as justice issues. And we need to all come together to advocate and, um, and educate and be witnesses to both of those so black christians need to start you know they need to get into it with abortion and all of its ills and evils at the same time could keep working on those issues that we know are contributing to the disparity conversely white christians um really need to cross the border (laughs) when it comes to race don't you know i let me okay that's what needs to happen. So, in my work, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to raise the flag to say this. This is the this is the basics of what's need what needs to be done. Now, how does that happen? Is like the big question, right? And frankly, I appreciate you making the comment that you don't want to rush to that because honestly, I think sometimes in our um, concern, rightfully, and in our desire to wow, okay, I get it. Okay, so what do we do? Um, like we start right away, we start saying, all right, what do we do? Um, give me give me my points, you know, help me. Just show me what to do. Uh, so what what I would say about that is we need to um, apply the same types of spiritual aggression towards our lack of uniting these two issues we need to apply the same level of spiritual aggression and attention to other things that we're just horrified by. We need to do it here. So as we're, you know, people are calling for prayer meetings and um, some people are even fasting and, you know, people are writing um, just, gosh, all over the place about race and, you know, about this and that. We need to do the same thing with the idea and the narrative that in the kingdom, which is what we operate in, we're going to treat these both as justice issues.
2: I appreciate what you're saying. And I'm actually going to even backtrack just one step because you and Austin have both laid out this kind of working thesis But for about the connection between these issues, which I don't disagree with. Um, but And I know this is a challenge to do briefly, but uh, let me ask, just for the folks who would say, but there's a difference with abortion being an individual decision of the actual person. And, and you rightfully highlighted the disparities that would put someone in a, co- in a situation uh, more likely to pursue an abortion. And I guess my question for you is, can you highlight the thread between, between so you, you quoted that disparity between the shrinking population of blacks and the higher number of abortions. Can you, can you just flesh that out for us a little more?
1: Okay. The bridge between them is that in both instances, human beings, so those creations of God, are elevating themselves above God, the creator. At its very bottom, that's what it is. With racism, even though God, God's word, and in some instances, God's people are, um, are consistently putting out the uh, fact, that God creates people in his image equally. So, whites are no more created in his image than blacks. And, might I dare I say it, neither the reverse is true. Blacks are not any more created in the image of God than whites. So, in that sense, when we look at how we have crafted a narrative in this country of white supremacy and black and other people of color inferiority. That is an elevation, Um, and we can call it an ideological one. I think as Christians, we might call it a theological one. That is a theological elevation that we're engaged in saying, nope, we get to decide who's more important, who's more valuable, whose life is worth more. And at the bottom, that's really what all of that is about. At the same side, you don't have to travel very far across the bridge to see that abortion, which let let us please begin to speak of it in terms of what it really is. Yes, it is absolutely the termination of a pregnancy, but a pregnancy is simply God's vehicle through which he brings life into this world. So you have created, you have terminated a pregnancy, thereby snuffing out the life that God is in the process of bringing to full development. So we, again, have elevated our theology and our ideology above what God has said. Um, and we're, we're, we're dipping into stuff that we really have no business dipping into now. So what does that mean? What do I mean by that? I mean that if God has said to us that he creates people, those choices of life and all of that are his he 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 is de- he has determined by an act of his will i know we say that pregnancies are quote unintended but god is not an unintentional god so every single life that that comes to this to to conception it is an intentional act of his will and so if we want to disagree with god and say i uh yeah i, I think maybe i could agree with that but guess what i have circumstances that render and justify my elevation of my own stuff over what you have said, God. I'm not going to trust you to help me deal with the um, dissonance between my circumstance and this life that is here. I'm not going to rely on you to elevate my circum to elevate me above my circumstances. I'm simply going to try to do that myself, and this is my solution to doing that. Racism, let's walk back across the bridge. The same, the same thought and the same what Paul calls reasonings and arguments, which is that whites say, you know what? Um, yeah, I, you know, the Bible, we've read that, that, um, you know, God creates, you know, everybody is, is equal. In God's sight. God is creating life. God has created black people. But guess what? We choose to disagree with God. And we, we don't, we're not going to trust God to help us learn how to steward the power that we have um, in society. We're not going to rely on him to show us how to bring people together so that we can all work together for the common good of society. We have our own solution, which is we're going to elevate ourselves above everyone else. And we're gonna do that by way of systems and institutions. And by the way, we also do not talk about systems and institutions when it comes to abortion. Black people who have become masters now at this, we ought to be saying abortion is a system. And it is um, that system is pervaded through institutions, you know, and companies and entities. It is a system and it's got some wrong stuff in there. So the bridge between abortion and between Race and racism is very, very short. It's like a couple steps because the same. We're doing the same thing in both cases. It just begins to play out differently.
0: Thank you for that, sister. Absolutely. We've we've covered a lot of ground, and I I wanted to take a stab at just summarizing Chandra and see if you agree with this. Uh, just to you know, put it in a tweet. We're saying that abortion and racism share a a similar rotten core of elevating oneself above another person. So racism and abortion both say, I matter more than you. And believers don't get to pick and choose what kind of injustice we care about. We need to care about both. Well, you mentioned the Lord's help and that's our hope, right? I mean, as we're talking about things which are heavy and complicated and pervasive and just seem too much for us. Our hope is that the Lord will help us. And so why don't we go to him now? Uh, Chandra, are you okay praying with us? I will open. Uh, You can go next and then Isaac will close us as we uh, ask for the Lord's help on these things. Sure. Let's do it. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for our sister and the work she's doing. And Lord, we just repent of all the ways we have uh, wrongly prioritized ourselves and our own um, visions for society above your justice lord we pray that you would give us wisdom to see ways in which we have uh, valued some areas of justice over others lord give us your eyes to see our world and help us as we try to engage each other uh, and persuade and be the people and witness you ask us to be command us to be uh in this world we pray this in jesus name amen amen
1: amen father we just thank you we thank you we thank you for um, who you are and for how you love your people and how you love people and humanity we um exalt you father we exalt the name of jesus In this place right now, across these airwaves, we exalt the name of Jesus and we magnify his power in this earth at this time, Lord. We ask, Father, that you would let your Holy Spirit fall like fire on your people at this time. Cleanse us, oh God, of our presuppositions. Um, Separate us from our earthly and unholy allegiances and alliances. Father, your word, you told us that it is woe to people that will trust in men and that will trust in chariots and earthly power. And so we are asking that you cleanse us from this evil. Turn our eyes once again to you. You told David, and we know this because David told us that you said to him that power belongs to God. And so we ask that you would bring us down to size, Lord. Humble us, we pray, so that we can submit ourselves to your word and to your way. Help us, God, to do things your way. It is none to our credit if we set about to do righteousness in an unrighteous way. And so help us, Lord, to know the difference. Give us the discernment that we need. Help us, Lord, to wait until we are endued with power by your spirit before we step out into this world and into this culture with the intention of speaking for you. Remove the veil from our eyes, give us eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to receive, and a will to obey. Bring us together as you desire God. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: Amen. Father, we thank you for your grace to us in the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for Chandra and her passion father to see uh lord justice run father we pray we would all learn something of that passion we pray that you would uh not cause us to uh draw lines where they don't need to be drawn and fight one another when we should be fighting evil yes father we pray that you would help us to see the connections between racism and abortion lord we pray that you would help us to see evil period for what it is and to never fear doing what is right yes saying what is right and believing what is right and standing up for what is right help us we pray lord
0: in jesus name amen amen thank you isaac thank you chandra Really appreciated this time. Thank you for coming by and blessing us with your wisdom and your perspective. Amen. Thank you so much, Chandra. It's wonderful to have you.
2: Thank you for joining us. Grace and peace.